Hey everybody, it's Pastor Will. Welcome or welcome back to the Brazos Fellowship Podcast. Thank you for listening today. And at the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already. But more importantly, I hope the following presentation inspires you to take the next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. All right. Hey, good morning, guys. My name is Sam. I'm one of the pastors here. Hasn't it been an awesome morning already together? Yeah, love these baptism Sundays. We're so glad you're here with us this morning. Last week, Pastor Will started us off in this brand new series, Five Essentials for Growth. And if you were here, you know that he talked about big faith. And we defined big faith as great confidence and great trust. And it's really Uh, the key to any healthy relationship, right? Like you can't have a healthy marriage if you don't trust your spouse. And you're not going to have a healthy uh, business if you don't have confidence in your business partner. So it's the key to any healthy relationship. And what we discovered last week is that what God wants for us is big faith. As a matter of fact, There was one time uh, in in, in the Gospels, Matthew and Mark and Luke and John, that tell the story about the life of Jesus, where Jesus was completely blown away, completely amazed. And that happened when he encountered a Roman soldier who had big faith. And you can read about that in Matthew chapter 8. And if you missed the message last week, get online and go back and, and catch up. Watch that message from last week. But we discovered that what God wants... For every one of us, for you and for me, is big faith, because big faith leads to great confidence in God, and great confidence leads to intimacy. And what God wants more than anything else is a deep, personal, close, intimate relationship with every one of us. That's what he's been pursuing from the time that that relationship was broken in the Garden of Eden. So the question is, how do we get big faith? What does God use to grow our faith? Well, as we've heard stories over the years and as we've gotten to know people and gotten to hear about their faith journeys, many of, many of you even, we, there's five things that keep surfacing over and over and over again. There are five things that God seems to use repeatedly and consistently in our lives to grow our faith. And those five things are providential relationships, practical teaching, private disciplines, pivotal circumstances, and personal ministry. Today we're going to be talking about providential relationships, and Pastor Will is going to be back next week to continue the series with practical teachings. But what we want to do with these five essentials is we want to learn how we can leverage them, how we can maximize those things in our lives to grow big faith. Well, I learned something this past week. I have been a baseball fan my entire life. Any other baseball fans out there? Yeah. And I have been a huge Texas Rangers fan ever since I can remember from my childhood. I love the Rangers. You can do that all you want. You're not going to change my mind, all right? I love the Texas Rangers. I did not get a chance to go to a Rangers game until late in college, so I was, you know, pretty much an adult by then. But since then, I've been to lots and lots of Rangers games. Well, this past week, I got to take my son to his first ever Rangers game. There we are. Yeah, it was awesome. Here's what I learned, though. Here's what I learned this week, is when you take a kid to the Rangers game, it changes 
everything. It was so cool. Here's, here's, what, here's what I mean. Here's what happened. Like, like we kind of bounced around the ballpark a little bit because let's be honest, it's hard to get a seven-year-old boy to sit in one seat for four hours, right? So we kind of bounced around to the hot dog stand and got some ice cream and went to the kids' zone and kind of walked to different sections of the ballpark and kind of see, you know, just to see what we could see and get different angles, different views, and, and just kind of have some fun with that. And here's what happened is everywhere we went, the ushers were so nice to us, even offered to take us down and help us find a couple of seats, you know, down close to ground level where we could get a better experience, a better view of the game. I got to tell you, I've been to lots of Rangers games by myself or with other friends, and I have never had an usher offer to take me down and help me find a better seat. <laughs> if anything, they want to see my ticket and make sure I'm in the right spot, right? And before the game started, Hayes and I went down to the kind of ground level there by the Rangers dugout, and, and a couple of the Rangers players came out, and they actually made an effort to walk over to us. I mean, they looked for where the kids are, and they would walk over, and they talked with us, and not us. I mean, I say that just because I was, I was kind of a, you know, just a, 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 a prop, I guess, but they talked with Hayes. They offered to give an autograph. They offered to pose for pictures with him. Listen, again, I have been to lots of Rangers games. I've never had one of the players come to me and ask if I wanted a picture with him. It just has never happened before. And, and late in the game, we were down, as a matter of fact, that's where these seats are. We were down kind of by the third base uh, uh, foul line there. And again, the usher had kind of showed us some seats down there, really right there on the front row. And, and we were down there, and, and there was a foul ball that was hit. And if you know anything about the ballpark, you know that there are some ball girls kind of at the corners in the outfield. And there was a foul ball hit, and the ball girl picked it up, and she kind of looked up in the stands, and she spotted Hayes. And she went out of her way to bring the ball and hand it to Hayes. It was so cool. Listen, yeah, it was awesome. I'm telling you. Uh, uh, he doesn't like that I have a, a, a game ball now. But um, I, I have... I have never had the ball girl bring me a baseball before. At the, it, taking a kid to the ballpark changes everything. See, here's the thing is who you're with makes a difference. And it's a principle that's true in all areas of life. I want to ask you a question as we get started this morning. Who are some people when you look back on your life and you think about encounters and relationships you've had in the past who are some people that have made an impact on your life? Who is somebody who, when you look back at that relationship, your faith grew as a result of that relationship? Maybe it's, it's who is somebody that invited you to church for the very first time? Who is somebody that, because of that relationship, maybe it caused you to consider faith for the very first time? As I think about that question, if I were to answer it, I would I would tell you about Greg and Connie. I met Greg and Connie when I was a senior in high school. And for about four or five years, Greg and Connie really modeled for me what a loving marriage looks like. See, I didn't have that in my home growing up. My, my parents had separated, and I had no idea what a loving marriage looked like. I didn't know how husbands and wives were supposed to treat each other. I had no idea. And Greg and Connie kind of took me in and made me a part of their family. And over, over several years, they, they modeled for me and showed me not a perfect marriage, but they showed me what a loving marriage and what it looks like to honor God in your marriage and as, as, a, as parents, as moms and dads. And when I look back at that relationship with Greg and Connie, 
I see that as a providential relationship in my life. See, that relationship marked me. It changed me. It caused my faith to grow. And I think, about, I think about John. I met John in 2006, and this was a really kind of a low time in, in, in my life and really for our family, for me and Stacy. In 2006, right about that time, we had kind of made the conscious decision to step away from church. We had had some really bad experiences over the last few years, and we decided we just didn't want to have anything to do with it for a while. And I met John. I don't even remember exactly how I met him, to be honest with you. But our lives crossed, and we had two or three conversations. And, and here's what I remember, is that when I was with John, I felt really loved. I felt really cared for. And as a result of that relationship with John, Stacy, my wife, and I, that's, that's Stacy is my wife, not, not the three of us, Stacy and, and me, we decided to re-engage, sorry, I just caught myself there. We decided to re-engage with church. We thought, you know, if there's more people like John at this particular church, it was right down the street from our house, if there's more people like John, we want to be a part of that. And we re-engaged with church. And to be honest with you, it was, it was a kind of a big church, and I don't remember seeing John a whole lot after that, to be honest, but as a result of that relationship, it renewed our faith. I love those relationships in my life. I think about Jacob Reed. Jacob has been my best friend for over 25 years. And there have been times where we've been roommates, and there have been times where we've literally lived on opposite sides of the world. But I can look back at our relationship and see how over and over and over again, God has used that relationship to help grow my faith. See, it's easy for me when I think about these relationships and others like them, it's easy for me to associate the word providential. Providential means happening or occurring at a favorable time and, in, and, and involving divine intervention. So it's easy for me to look at those relationships and look back and know that those were providential relationships. And I had a part to play. I could have easily backed away from those relationships. I could have easily said, I don't have time for this right now. I don't need this in my life right now. But by God's grace, I engage in those relationships. And I can look back just like you can look back at those relationships in your life. And I can see how God brought those people into my life at just the right time to help strengthen my faith, to help shape my faith, to help me grow in my faith. See, whenever you hear a story about somebody's relationship with God, you never hear this. You never hear somebody say, in complete isolation, I found God. And nobody had anything to do with it. I found God. I grew in my faith with God. I became everything God wanted me to be. And it had absolutely nothing to do with anybody else. You just don't hear that. Instead, when you hear stories of people's faith, you hear them talk about providential relationships. And they don't use that term necessarily, but you hear people say something like, I was just going through life, doing my own thing, and then I met this guy. Or then I met this girl. Or, or my family had moved, and we were finally going to a new place, and we moved into a new house and a new neighborhood, and, and then my neighbor came over and invited me to church. Or you hear something like, you know, I finally had graduated from high school. I was finally out of my parents' house, finally. And I finally got to go off to college. And then I found out my roommate was a Christian. I mean, those are the kind of stories you hear. And, and, and sometimes it's one conversation, and sometimes it's a series of conversations. Sometimes it's an ongoing relationship. And, and sometimes there's no conversation at all. It's just observation. 
We just see something. We observe something in somebody else's life. I watched, and I, there was something different about the way that they treated their spouse, and it was just really, really cool. It was really appealing to me. I watched, and there was something different about the way they ran their business, the way they did their deals. I watched, and there was something different about the way they managed their finances. I watched, and there was something different about their attitude. There was a whole different set of values that they were living out, and it was just amazing to me to watch. You know, earlier in the service, we got to celebrate baptisms together. That was so cool, wasn't it? And, and earlier this week, I got to hear some of the stories of the people that got baptized today or that are getting baptized today. And the one thing that kept popping up over and over and over in almost every story was there was a, a, a providential relationship. There was somebody in that person's life, in these people's lives, that made an impact and led them even to this step today of, of getting baptized. It was so cool. And I, I, with their permission, I wanted to share some of these stories this morning with you. Allison is, is getting baptized this morning, and Allison says this, without Anissa introducing me to the college ministry, I wouldn't have thought about the day-to-day things that God is naturally part of in my life. I'm ready now to be fully committed as I've learned what it means to be fully committed. So beautiful that there was somebody that God placed in her life at just the right time to invite her to the college ministry. And Kyle was baptized in the last service, and Kyle says this, I got lost along the way somewhere in my late teens due to peer pressure and trying to fit in. It snowballed on me, and partying and drinking and materialism and money became who I was. After almost a decade of this, I still felt empty until my amazing wife, Jennifer, asked me to come to Brazos. We've been coming for five to six years now, and over that time, my relationship with Jesus Christ has grown. An ongoing relationship became a providential relationship. I love that. So beautiful. And Chrissy was just baptized in this service, says this, I have found community in the best group. These girls help me strive to become a better version of myself every day. I feel a sense of worth and purpose. And knowing I get to learn and experience the love of God with these girls fills my heart. I know that God always has a plan, and I trust Him completely. So awesome to see how God uses people to change us. He brings along the right people at the right time to help us take steps in our relationship with him. And there's these providential relationships in our lives that help us grow. And I know it's amazing for some of you who are on the other side of that story to get to watch as they were baptized this morning. It's so cool. And for a lot of us, we would consider that our faith, we would look back at our life and we could see how our faith grew, how we took steps forward in our relationship with Jesus, how maybe we were introduced to faith with a simple invitation to come to church. Whatever it was, we can look back and we can see, and there was a providential relationship. There was somebody else that they providentially intersected with our life. And the point this morning is this, is that God uses human relationships to impact our faith in Him. God uses human relationships to impact our faith in Him. God chooses to place people in your life and in my life who can help us have greater trust, to help us have greater confidence in Him. But here's what we need to understand this morning is that this principle also works the other direction. There are some people in your life, like there's some people in my life, who are, who are going to actively or passively want to undermine our faith. 
Think about your own life. Has there been anybody that, that you've had in your life, any relationship that you've had, where as a result of that relationship, your faith lessened, grew weaker, like you believed less, you grew further away from God? There is power in relationships. They're such a powerful thing. And the wrong kind of relationships can undermine our faith in God. And the right kind of relationships can help establish and build and grow our faith. And God wants to and can use relationships in our lives in order to build our faith. And so here's the challenge, is what do we do with that? I mean, I mean a providential relationship isn't something you can go out and do. You can't just make up your mind that you're going to go out and do a providential relationship later today, right? It's not something we can do, but we can leverage the principle. We should be aware of the significance of relationships as it relates to our faith and maximize those relationships who have the potential to help grow our faith. And this is so important for a few reasons. And here's one of them, is that you're around people every single day who want to undermine your faith, who want to pull you away from faith in God. And maybe they already have undermined your faith. Another reason is that the culture we live in is constantly trying to pull us away from God. The culture we live in wants us to, wants us to say that you can't trust God. I can't trust God. And the third reason is that, that our human nature, I mean, my default mode is to, is to step away from God. My default, my human nature is, pulls me away from God constantly. I mean, think about when was the last time you were tempted to do the right thing? It just doesn't happen, does it? And if you're a parent, you know this. Like, you don't have to teach kids to be selfish, right? That's just human nature. It's not just your kids, I promise. It's mine too. It's all kids. What we have to teach them is to share, right? There's something inside of us. There's something inside of you and something inside of me. The Bible calls it our flesh, or our human nature, that pulls us away from God. And so with everything around us and everything inside of us that is constantly trying to convince us that we can't trust God, constantly trying to pull us away from faith in God, if there's a leverage point relationally that can help build and establish and grow our faith and trust and confidence in God, I don't want to miss it. And I don't want you to miss it either. And so this morning, we're going to take a look at two verses, one in the Old Testament and one in the New Testament. And we're going to kind of talk through those verses, and really what we're going to discover is that these verses reiterate what we already know because of our experience. The first one is Proverbs chapter, thir uh, Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. And it says this, The one who walks with the wise, and to walk, walk with just literally means to do life with, to surround yourself with. The one who walks with the wise will become wise, but a companion of fools will suffer harm. In other words, the people you choose to spend time with, the people that you surround yourself with, the people that you link your lives up with, they will influence who you become, and it doesn't matter who you are. This is a principle that, 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 that you don't even have to believe in God to know that this principle is true. I was listening to a, uh, uh, an interview on the radio not too long ago, because that's what you do when you reach a certain age, and um, I, I was listening, and it was a sports radio show, and the host was interviewing a guy, his name is Randy Cross, and um, he's a sports analyst, and he asked Randy this question, 
By the way, this interview took place, it was kind of before the NFL draft, kind of when the combine, if you're familiar with all that stuff, when the combine was going on and players were kind of trying out and interviewing with teams. And he asked this question. He says, if an NFL team asked you to be a consultant and they asked you to go to the draft combine and sit in the room and when they do their interviews with prospective players and they say, we want you to ask the best question of a candidate. What do you ask that really gets at the heart of the matter? I love that question. You would expect that question to have, you know, a real football-y kind of answer, right? Well, it doesn't. This is, what, this is what he says. This is what Randy Cross says. He says, you get to know a lot about people by asking them about their friends and the people they associate with and who they're closest to. In other words, he says, if I could ask a potential uh, player, a potential, a potential candidate for an NFL team, one question and one question only to gauge whether or not it's somebody we seriously want to consider drafting, seriously want to consider bringing on our team, bringing on to our organization, I would ask him this question, who are you walking with? That's the question. Have you surrounded yourself with wise people, with people making wise decisions and people who are helping you to make wise decisions? Or have you surrounded yourself with fools? Are you a companion of fools? Now, a biblical fool is this. A biblical fool is somebody who knows better but does it anyway. So I, I, I know I shouldn't do that, but I'm going to do it anyway. I know I shouldn't be drinking this much, but I'm going to do it anyway. I know I shouldn't be dating this type of person, I know I shouldn't be going to these types of places, but I'm going to do it anyway. And he says the most important thing to find out about somebody is who they surrounded themselves with. Who have they linked their lives with? And he goes on and he explains this. He says, because it's not the tape that breaks down. It's who they're around, who they're influenced by, and how that comes into play and how they work on a day-to-day -day basis. In other words, the talent is there. You know what you're getting talent-wise. You've seen them work out. You've seen all the, all the video of these players. You know what you're getting there. What you want to know is this. Are they surrounding themselves with the right people? Are they walking with wise or are they a companion of fools? This is a universal truth. The people you surround yourself with will have an impact on your life. And what Randy Cross was saying in this context is that the quality of character of an individual and the value that they're going to bring to the team in the future can be predicted by the people they've surrounded themselves with right now. And the same principle is true for us when it relates to our faith. There is not a more accurate predictor of where what your faith is going to look like six months from now or a year from now than the people that you've surrounded yourself with right now. There's a spiritual component to relationships because God chooses to use people to grow our faith. Here's the principle that I want you to know based on this verse in Proverbs. The people you choose to surround yourself with have the power to impact your faith in God. The people you choose to surround yourself with have the power, and it's because you've given them the power to impact your faith in God. They have the power to influence you. The people that you surround yourself with have the power to influence how you spend your money. They have the power to influence your attitudes. They have the power to influence how you treat your spouse. They have the power to influence the way you do your business. They have the power to influence the way you view the world around you because you've given them that power. So really the question that we have to address based on this truth is this. Are you surrounding yourself with wise people? Are you surrounding yourself with what the Bible would call fools? Are you surrounding yourself with people who are setting you up to be wise? Are you surrounding yourself with people who are setting you up to suffer harm? 
to suffer unnecessary trouble. Who are you linking your life with that's setting you up to be wise? And who are the people in your life right now who are setting you up to suffer unnecessary trouble? See, if you'll make more time and more space for those people who are setting you up to be wise, and if you'll set some distance between you and those people who are setting you up for trouble, then what you're ultimately going to do is create some space in your life where God can increase your faith, where God can grow your faith, where God can do some incredible things in your life. The second verse that we're going to look at is 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. The Apostle Paul writes this. He says, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. He says, don't be misled. Don't be deceived here. And we've all been there. I know I've said something like this. You have probably said something like this also. Something like, you know what? They're not going to influence me. I hear this from my my teenage daughter all the time, but I catch myself saying it also is the thing. They're not going to influence me. That music is not going to influence my mind. They're not going to change me. They're not going to change my attitude. Just being around them isn't going to change anything about me. If anything, I'm going to help them be a better person. Have you caught yourself saying that? Well, the truth is, if we say that, we're being deceived. And Paul says, don't let that happen. Don't be deceived. Don't be misled. Bad company, or what Solomon in the Proverbs verse would call being the companion of fools, corrupts good character. And it doesn't matter who you are. Paul is warning us here that human relationships can have a negative spiritual impact, no matter who you are, because relationships are so powerful. So the question is, if this principle, is it, is work, it can either work for us, or it can work against us, how can we be sure it's working for us? What is the part that you and I can play to maximize and leverage this principle in our lives? Well, I want to tell you, this is why here at Brazos Fellowship as a church, we are so passionate about and we're so committed to creating relational environments where kids and students and adults have the opportunity to pursue healthy relationships where providential relationships are likely to take place. This is why, this is why uh, we stress the importance of prioritizing relationships in all of our groups. It's why we spend tons of energy and resources and time trying to move people from rows into circles This is why we do all this. It's not because we think we can create a providential relationship because we can't. But what we can do is create the potential for a providential relationship. So the way we leverage this principle for you and for me is by being intentional about putting ourselves in environments where God may create a providential relationship. And God is willing and able to do that, but we have to do our part. There's always a choice that you and I can make when it comes to relationships. And so the part that you and I play is to be intentional about putting ourselves in those environments, in a position where those relationships might happen. Here at Brazos Fellowship, if you have kids, birth, all the way up through fifth grade, we have an environment that's going on right now, right behind us, down the hall, Wamba Land and Upstreet. And these are intended to be relational environments. It's not just childcare. We're very intentional in making sure that the kids back there have an opportunity to experience community while they learn about God's love. 
where they learn what it looks like to have a healthy relationship with other kids and with adult leaders who love them and who care about them. And across the street in the annex, we have environments for our students, transit for middle school and inside out for high school, where it's all about moving kids into circles where they can experience healthy relationships with each other and with adult leaders. And as a parent, I got to tell you, the thing that I love the most about our environments happening across the street, it's not the things they learn and it's not the cool stuff they get to do. Those are all really, really awesome. But as a parent, the thing that I love and appreciate the most about those environments is that my 13-year-old daughter has the opportunity to experience a healthy relationship with another adult in her life who has the potential to positively impact her faith that has the potential to help her take steps forward in her relationship with God. Because parents, let's face it, our kids, they reach an age where mom's influence and dad's influence diminishes, at least for a season, right? And, and if, you, if your kids haven't reached that age yet, it's coming. They will reach that age. And it's so important for us to find environments where our kids can have a positive adult influence in their life because... God uses human relationships to grow our faith in Him. And if you're a college student, we have an environment called 242. And I know the semester, yeah, I know the semester is winding down right now, but over the summer there are some opportunities if you're a student to get plugged in with some things 242 is doing and hopefully experience some healthy relationships. And get ready because in the fall they're going to kick off a whole new semester of things where you're going to have an opportunity to be in an environment where God might provide a providential relationship in your life. And if you're an adult, that's why we have small groups. It's not because we want, want and think every adult needs to be in a small group just to be in a small group. It's because we want you to have the opportunity to pursue a healthy relationship because God uses human relationships to grow our faith in him. And maybe this idea of faith is new to you, or maybe the idea of stepping into a long-term small group is, is just too big a step for you, and that's fine. We have an environment called Starting Point, and Starting Point is a place where you can get to know some other people and have conversations about faith. And Starting Point is an incredible opportunity. As a matter of fact, we have a new Starting Point group starting up in about a month. And you can get more information about Starting Point and register on our website right now. It's a great place to just step into a community, even just for a few weeks, and get to know some people and give God the chance to build some healthy relationships in your life. We create these environments for all ages and all stages of life. where anybody can increase the chances of stepping into and experiencing a providential relationship because God uses human relationships to grow our faith in Him. And you may need to be more intentional about getting into a place where God can connect you with some other people and use them in your life to grow grow your faith. And that place might be right here at Brazos Fellowship, and hopefully you'll find a place here. And that place might be at work, and that place might be in your neighborhood. It might be someplace else. But your, your, your takeaway is that maybe you need to be more intentional about getting yourself into some environments where God can create some healthy relationships. And the flip side is this. For some of, the, for some of us, the issue is, are you willing to be available for God to use you in somebody else's life? Are you willing to be available for God to use you in somebody else's life. And that can look a lot of different ways. One way it might look is this. Maybe there's somebody that you've been praying for for a while. You noticed something about their life. You heard something. You heard them say something, and you're concerned about them. You've been praying for them. You've been praying for their kids. You've been praying that they would come to church. You've been praying that somehow they would find God. 
And it's not because you're judging them. It's because you're genuinely concerned about them and you care about them. But, but you've never intentionally inserted yourself into their life. And the reason you don't is the same reason I don't, because it's simply none of my business. But sometimes, lots of times, providential relationships start with an awkward conversation, a conversation that starts with, listen, I know this is none of my business, but I noticed something. I'd like to talk with you. I, I, I know that you didn't ask for my opinion. I know you didn't ask me. I know that I, I probably don't know uh, a whole lot about what's going on, but I'd like to have this conversation with you. I know this is awkward and uncomfortable, but at the risk of what little relationship we have, I want to have this awkward conversation. Why? Because God uses human relationships to grow our faith in Him. And so for some of you, maybe that's your story. There was an awkward conversation. Maybe it started with, I know this is none of my business, but, and God blessed that moment. And you can look back at that, and looking back, you see that was a providential relationship. And I thank God for bringing the right person into my life at the right time, because as a result, my life is different. My faith has grown as a result of that providential intersection of lives. So for some of you, maybe you need to be more intentional about getting yourself into an environment where God can do some things relationally in your life. And for some of you, maybe you need to be more available for God to use in somebody else's life. You may need to go have an awkward conversation or make a phone call, or maybe you just need to step out, put yourself out there and be a friend to somebody and earn that right in their life. And it might be a little uncomfortable at this, but the point is this. God uses human relationships to grow our faith in Him. This is the principle that's at work all the time in our lives, and we either benefit from it or we ignore it, and we miss out on some really incredible things God wants to do in our lives. So do you need to be more intentional? Do you need to be available? Here's what I know for sure, is that God wants you to have big faith. God wants your trust in Him to grow. He wants your confidence in Him to grow. Because with greater trust and with greater confidence comes deeper intimacy. And what God wants more than anything else is to have an intimate relationship with you. When we talk about growing in a relationship with Jesus, intimacy with God is at the heart of that. And one of the ways that God uses to grow our faith is through providential relationships. But we have to choose. We have to choose to cooperate with God, what God wants to do in our lives by being more intentional and putting ourselves in the right environments, by being available for what God wants to maybe do through you in somebody else's life. God uses relationships to grow our faith, and God wants to use your relationships to grow your faith. Right now, I want us to consider this application prayer together. God, I know you use relationships to grow our faith in you. I choose today to be intentional, intentional about putting myself in some environments around some people who are going to help me to be wise, who are going to help me grow in my relationship with you where you can possibly create a providential relationship. I choose today to be available to have an awkward conversation, to be a friend, to put myself out there so that you can use me in the life of somebody else. Because God, we know that you use human relationships to grow our faith in you. During this time of commitment, can we just pray together? God, thank you so much for this powerful 
truth that you use over and over and over in our lives. You use relationships with other people in our lives to grow our faith in you. God, I thank you so much for Greg and Connie and for John and for Jacob and other relationships that you've brought into my life at just the right time. God, I don't know where I would be without them, but I know that you use them in incredible ways. And all over this room right now, I know that you're bringing faces and names to mind of people that have come into their lives at just the right time. And maybe they don't know where they would be without that person, without that relationship. So thank you, God. Thank you for those relationships you've brought into our lives. But God, we know that you have more that you want us to to grow in. You have deeper confidence you want us to have, greater trust that you want us to have. You want us to have big faith. And so we have to keep pursuing relationships. God, for some of us, we need to be more intentional about putting ourselves in environments where those positive, healthy, God-honoring relationships can take place. For some of us, we need to be more available so that you can use us in incredible ways in the lives of other people. And you can use us and you want to use us. We just need to make ourselves available. And so right now, all over this room, would you just work in our hearts and our lives? Show us what you want from us, God, to be more intentional, to be more available. We just want to commit this time to you right now. And if for you, if the commitment that you need to to make today when it comes to providential relationships is you need to be more intentional about getting into an environment where God might create some providential relationships in your life, or maybe the commitment is you need to be more available for God to use in the lives of the people around you. If that's a commitment that you need to make today, would you just uh, make that, put some physical action behind that commitment? Just raise your hand and say, God, that's me. I'm going to be more intentional. I'm going to be more available because, God, I know that you use human relationships to grow our faith in you. And I want my faith to grow. I want the people around me, I want their faith to grow. So that's a commitment I'm making right now. God, thank you for the commitments that you're making in people's lives, in their hearts right now. I pray that you would show every one of us what those next steps are, whether it's to step into an environment here at Brazos Fellowship, step into an environment in our neighborhood, at our workplace, to be a friend to somebody, to have an awkward conversation with somebody. What is that next step? Thank you for these commitments. And maybe today you would say, you know what, I, this faith thing is kind of new to me. And I honestly, I don't have a personal relationship with God but I want that relationship. And I want you to know today you can enter into that relationship with God by simply in your heart believing and praying to God and say something like this, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I ask right now that you forgive my sin and be my Lord or be my leader. I want to have a relationship with you and I ask that you forgive my sin and be my leader. And if you just pray that prayer, I'm going to ask that you would just boldly raise your hand in the air and say, that's me, a brand new relationship with God today through Jesus. This is what God longs for is an intimate, close relationship with you. But we have to play our part. We have to step into that relationship. We have to accept that God's offering that. 
God, thank you for changing hearts today. Thank you for making a way for us to know you and have a relationship with you through Jesus. Thank you for using relationships over and over and over in our lives to grow faith, to grow our faith and to grow other people's faith for greater trust, greater confidence, and deeper intimacy with you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Come back next Sunday as we continue the series, Five Essentials for Growth. Once again, thanks for listening. If you live in the Brazos Valley, we would love for you to engage with us at one of our weekend services. For directions, service times, and information about our fabulous children's and student environments, visit us at brazosfellowship.com. That's brazosfellowship.com.